What was that? Go fight alligators in Lake Jessup? Yeah. Do you think that'd be good content? Damn right. These like alligators are scared of me. <laughs> All you have to do is this. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get drawn to me if I did that. I think it's another body of water. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the crowded Lake Jessup. <laughs> oh, it's it's literally two different shades of gray. <laughs> Three shades of price. Okay. Let's go through some <laughs> questions, bro. <laughs> Bring up the questions, <laughs> please. <laughs> what compelled you to say that? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start making T-shirts with these <coughs> these sayings on them, man. Oh, wow. Uh, well, speaking of shirts, uh, one of the things we got on Instagram was our favorite Orlando City jersey. <sighs> and I think. Uh, we're all in a consensus on this one, I think, um, as to what our favorite one has been over the years. Yeah, it's actually this one right behind Dave. The collared one, gold Adidas stripes. Uh, it's just class. I think I'd, I just have a thing for collared kits. So when we came out with one, uh, it was it's just kind of necessary. It's just, like, aesthetically pleasing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little pattern on it, too, if you, like, really look into it. And it, it, it the kit goes especially hard with, like, the long sleeves on it, too. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I like the um, the location on the sleeve. I feel like there was detail put into the kit back at that point in time. You know what I mean? The uh, coordinates. Yep. I would say it was a it was between two for me. I like the away kit last year. So oh I was gonna say mm. the sunshine. But I liked it better with purple shorts. Yeah, because they wear the white now, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I c- that was going to be my second favorite. I was going to say that's probably my favorite away kit. That's my favorite home. I think the thick and thin one is probably my second favorite home kit that we have. If that was our last home kit yeah. before the new one. If you're going to wear, like, white shorts, make it just, like, all white, the kit. Because, like, yeah, with I the mean gold and the purple and the it white. It fades into purple on the shirt. Yeah. It does, but it also, we've already had the all white kit, so it's also, like, time to try something new. According to a source, unnamed, there might be red coming back into the kits next season. So maybe they're doing that. Yeah, it's going to be all white with a red collar (laughs) or some (laughs) shit. Huh? Just red on the sleeve. Yeah. That'd be nice for it. Like, we need a third kit. Like, a purple kit, a white kit, and then a third kit. That's that's the MLS, though, I think. (coughs) But don't some clubs have a third kit? I think if there's a big enough market for them they do do a third kit so like seattle gets a third kit every once in a while la la gets a third kit every once in a while both la clubs so well we get the parlay kits most yeah but season. everyone does everyone does oh do they oh yeah because yeah, it's, it's an adidas sponsored yeah. thing yeah yeah and I then the, the prime blue Bowl. stuff like yeah. that that uh what are they called? <laughs> Parlay kits? Yeah. 
the one that was like all white and gray and had like the purple metallic uh Orlando Health logo. That one's so clean. Uh, I'll show you a picture later, but it's yeah, <laughs> trying to remember which one that one. Um yeah, no, I definitely would have to say that that one with the collar, I like you said, I also agree. I like football kits with collars. I feel like you're playing a professional sport, you know what I mean? Kind of look professional. Oh, there are definitely it. nice kids without a collar, <coughs> but uh, the, I don't know. Collar just raises it. It feels classy to yeah. have it with a collar. <coughs> nice little game of polo. <laughs> that was so ass. What? Just the lost look in Zach's face. That was horrific. Uh, um, let's see. Your fucking Crocs with no socks is horrific. You need to do laundry. Okay? Bitches smell. <laughs> you want to lift up your arms again? Bro, I'm telling you, the, my armpits smell better than them feet right there. I'd hope so. Actually, I showered before I came here, so maybe not. Bro, Tim's things have been through it all. <laughs> including a cockroach. <laughs> How yeah, long have you had those for? Uh, not that long. I don't know. It was bef- before the beginning of the season. Heard. Those Maybe are already dirty as hell. Uh, let's see. Where do we go? Twitter? Discord? Sure. Which vote? That was sure. a question. Just yes. Do one of Twitter, the Discord. Seven. <coughs> All right. Moving into our tweets. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay. Here's an, I- an easy promo. Oh, we got Barbie uh, Logan Miller. His profile picture is now Barbie because new movie, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Um, uh, we'll be seeing that in theaters. He said... Come to OCB, and if you don't know, on Sunday we play <coughs> Inter Miami's second team what, or Outer Fort Lauderdale's who? second team. Okay. Uh, on Sunday it is Easter. <coughs> um, if you can't make it out, <coughs> understandable, but it is an interstate derby against Miami or Fort Lauderdale. So and, and you get to watch uh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Let's go. Before you move on from Inter Fort Lauderdale, um, Outer. Yeah, whatever. All you fucking clowns that thought you guys were going to sign Messi. <coughs> Don't get there yet. Oh, I I will because Fabrizio came out with a comment with a post today that literally said his priority is to stay in Europe. Yeah. So It was also Ronaldo's priority to stay in Europe. Yeah, but nobody wanted Ronaldo. There's a difference. Yeah. There's there's any given number of clubs in Europe will sign Messi right now. If only he's going to lose his magic. No. <laughs> He's going to go back to Barca. But anyway, your fake little uh, news reporters and stuff like that that were like, it's loading and like we've been talking to them for years. It's like you can have conversations with people for years. They can continue to tell you no for years as well. So Yes, yeah, because his house is 45-ish miles away from your stadium. Oh, so he doesn't even live in uh, Miami. He just lives in Fort Lauderdale. He does. No, wait. wait. What? Messi does? He has a house oh. there. Well, then his house is closer than I thought. More hey. reasons why he's not signing with that small-ass, shitty-ass. Fuck Jose Martinez. Can't score in the MLS, you Gotta bum. get his name right if you're going to insult him. Jose. Yosef. Yosef. You. Anything. Fuck him. Add that to the list of names. Next. <coughs> All right. This is a two-parter. Uh, we start out. 
Do you think we should do the traditional 4-4-2, having two strikers up top instead of just one? For example, defense, Holiday, Antonio, Janssen, Petrasso, left mid, Torres, center mid, Ojeda, another center mid, Pereira, and then right mid, Angulo. Up then up top will be Duncan and Enrique. Then Enrique can drop back a bit to help the midfield and defense when need be. Duncan can for sure stay up to can stay up tomorrow because we know he can't he can score and he can shoot. Oh, oh, oh fuck up. What the fuck was that midfield? Stay up top. That's uh the midfield kind of confused me. Left mid Torres, center mid Ojeda. Another center mid Pereira. Oh, so he's saying another center mid is Pereira. So Okuda okay. right. Ojeda. Angulo's out right. Oh. Then the m- two middle are Ojeda and Mo. Yeah, we ain't defending <coughs> yet. Outdated. No. Yeah, probably not. Um, the two striker look, yes, is potentially something that could work for us with Duncan and and Enrique. Um, but but you're gonna let up like 12 goals a game with that lineup right there. And then who's who's the you? What's your idea with the wingers? Is my thing like, are you pushing them up the field? Or are you keeping them wide? Or are you telling them to cut in? So then your midfielders are getting forward if they're staying wide. So then who's replacing that midfield spot? You have no defensive midfielder in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions to be had. So, yeah, the four-four-two um, terrace football at its finest. That can be played well, but we just we also don't have the players to play that formation currently, it's especially in the midfield. It's definitely a dated system. Yeah, yeah. It's a Southampton system. Um, Explains a lot. <coughs> just off the top of my head, I can't remember where I saw it, so I'm not going to go looking for it. But someone um, was talking about Kara still, and back in Kara, and someone said he was our he was our top scorer last season. Like we need to give him more chances, even when he comes back and he's healthy. But then I had an epiphany on the way here. Uh, Kai Havertz is probably our highest scoring attacker. Is he good enough to be playing at Chelsea Football Club? No. Is his finishing no. good? No. We no. saw that. Is his touch good? No. So we saw that on the week or not on the weekend. Sorry, on Tuesday. Is his hair good? No. Possibly. Meals is better. <laughs> uh, so on Tuesday, <coughs> if you saw anything from the Chelsea match, you probably saw that he missed two goals that he should have had, and his finishing isn't good. He can get himself into good positions, but his finishing is just absolutely trash. Car is finishing absolutely trash. Can he get himself into good positions? Sometimes. So if you're trying to say that Car was our top scorer, wow, congratulations. You were the top scorer in a team that had almost no good attacking football last season except for Facundo. So there's, no, there's not an argument to be had with him being our top scorer when there was really no competition. At least you found goals, though. Even how bad we were, Car? like going for it, yeah. He just find goals. He had to do something to get thirteen goals. I think they put yeah. it on a platter for him, and he just even when they did put it on mm-hmm. a platter, he was still hit and miss, hit or miss. I'm not taking this car slander right now. I was in a very good mood <laughs> ten minutes ago. I mean, at this point, he's just not good enough. So. I see what people mean that you can defend him. He's just not going to work here in our system. He's not the right type of player. What Inclu- system is that? Yeah, well, <laughs> the poppy special. Ooh, yeah. Sit back and defend, and he will not defend. <laughs> but it's or press. They, 
he should be used as a target man. You know what I mean? But, but he can't. He can't play that. I don't He's know. Too we're clumsy. He, mm-hmm. he should be. He should be a target nine. You know what I mean? He's not the guy that's gonna hold up the ball for you and stuff like that. But he but should be able to. But he's. It's not in his wheelhouse. Clearly, so the way he should be used is like, I mean, Lukaku without the holdup. You know what I mean? But then, what is he good at if he can't do the one thing he's supposed to do? No, I'm not saying that he should be here. I'm just saying that I know that he can score goals in a different style, different type of system. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying like, how do you incorporate Kara into a team where he can't beat anyone on pace? He can't beat him off the dribble. He can't hold up the ball because his touch is ass. Like, what does he do? He can't press. He can't pass. So exactly. you use him as somebody, give him somebody else to play off of. I feel like that's when we've seen the best out of him, even though it's not the great, the best, you know, best play overall. But, like, that's when we see the best from him is when he has somebody else to play off of. And he doesn't get any service in the air. Like, let's be real. Like, any true actual quality service – in the air, where we know that he's the biggest man in the box, he, he still misses. Outside, I know two instances off the bat where he's missed a wide open chance out inside of, the six. Out of how many, like how many chances does he get of that though? You know what I mean. But if you know you're not going to get that type of service, you have to put those chances away. That's what a good striker does, right? A good striker is about either one of two things. It's a numbers game, right? You have to score goals. If you don't score goals, what do you do off the ball? And right now, Cara does nothing for us off the ball. He's just a waste of space. I agree. I'm just saying, like, we could utilize him better than we already do. I Again, if he gets better service in, into the box and he has more opportunities to score goals with his head, I think he could do that. How many, you know, you, you talk about, so for an MLS-level striker, who do you think is probably our best striker in the league right now? Duncan McGuire. Um, I don't know. You're well. Last year, <laughs> you people would say Yosef scored the most. Oh, not Yosef. Oh, I'm wait. Sorry, are you talking about the all of MLS? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think you're talking about us. No. Uh, let's see. Currently, the top scorer, obviously, Jordan Morris. Uh, right, so we can just go. We'll just go with Jordan Morris. For no, let's go with John, John Klaus. All right. There you go. Either way. <coughs> you see him miss chances every single match, but he has enough chances to <coughs> offset those misses. You know what I mean? Like, you, you see nines at even the top level, like, have to dial in in certain games. You know what I mean? Like, there's a shot where it's off target, and then it's like, all right, now I've found my touch. I've found where I need to be. I've found my range. He doesn't get that opportunity. Kara, any of our strikers. Because he can't day. involve himself. Like, at least, like, what does Kara do that Duncan McGuire can't do? I'm Trust me, I'm not saying the guy deserves to be our starter. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you give him more opportunity to play the ball in the air, good things will happen. But then we've already seen Duncan be able to win the ball out of the air. But he should be our starter. Right? He should be our starter. Yeah. I'm not Even when Carr is healthy. Yes, he should be our starter. I, I'm not arguing that Carr should be our starter. I'm arguing the fact that we're not using him properly and he can produce for us if we were to do something of that nature, in my opinion. Could our uh, our wingers don't cross the ball in ever. They cut inside, and then our fullbacks don't even. La- that last year we had Juan, and he can't put a ball in, but suddenly he can because of magic. <coughs> I feel like last, like Saturday last match, we had it. We've seen it on uh, 
fan reacts. We've seen people say that we had a bunch of crosses. Why are we crossing when there's no one in there? So we are trying to cross. But when we s- who do we start up top? Was it Enrique last game? And he's probably he's got to be on five the six eight, foot. Five nine. Yeah. So he's not winning anything five seven. in the air. Actually, <coughs> yes, that's correct. Five seven. Yeah. yeah, we looked it up last episode. So wha- yeah. So why are we trying to cross the ball when our striker is five seven? So the argument for we're not crossing it enough is kind of invalid. But no. we're just doing the wrong system. You can't invalidate an argument because one time out of fucking 80-something games that we've watched we now. We try crossing a good amount. I think if you go back and watch games, you'll be surprised by the amount of crosses that we see put into the box. We That was literally a stat <coughs> that I read. Which one? The, the crosses. We what are was it? bottom of the league in crosses. If you can find that, I'll believe you. Then I'll just shut up. Oh, you're probably dead. Go listen the to the episode, you fucking wanker. Either way, like, if you watch <coughs> warm-ups, if you watch him in front of goal, he still doesn't give me any confidence. Nice man's feet. Fucking hell. Like, we we have a game. How many chances does Kara put over the net? Well, he only has 13 touches, so it can't be many. Well, no, not in a game. I'm talking about in warm-ups. Oh. <coughs> With no defender on him, half of his shots he puts wide or above the net. The other yep. half are probably mm, the other quarter are at Pedro or Mason, whoever's in goal. He probably puts away a fourth of his chances in front of net with no one on him. Talking about warm-ups? Yeah, Kara. Fun fact, I touched a ball last game. Same. <laughs> hey, yo. It was beautiful. <laughs> All right, so you have issues. <laughs> Our sec- successful cross percentage, or it's probably awful. 3.8 per match. Successful. That's higher than I thought it would be. 3.8, right? That's 25.8% of our crosses. So that's a fourth of them right there. Mm. So the entire season, we've attempted 16 crosses. 16 crosses? Yes. Nay, no way. Does that that's count like no. on Liter- the ground too? There's no shot. That's right. It is l- literally 3.8 crosses. Accurate crosses per match. That is 25.8% of our crosses, total crosses. So no four shot. times four is 16. Because Math 25% it, yeah. percent times yeah, four yeah. is 100%. So I get four that. times four would be 16. But there's no way we've only had 16 crosses on the season. If, th- if they're talking like crosses from where the top of the 18 then like meets the sideline, and it has to be in that area, then sure. But between balls in from outside of the box, free kicks into the box, crosses, free kicks aren't free, free uh, kicks I'm aren't saying, considered chances a cross. into the box. Like there have been chances in the air, and even when we've had that last season with Kara, he didn't do anything. Oh, that's what I was going to check last season. The v- uh, the game against Austin where we had the two reds, I can still remember it. The chance I think he had, what was the back post? No, it was a ball in the air. And he headed it either off the post and out, or but like he was just sitting there and it was free. Then I think there was a chance this season where he had a chance in the air and he put it wide. But all he had to do was. It was one last season, too, at home. I remember for a fact he was again back post off of a corner, no one marking him, and he puts the header wide. Like that's something you can't do. All right, so I may have interpreted that <coughs> stat wrong, 
that I think that's talking about per match. So we're talking about 16 crosses per match. Oh, so it's yeah, 25%. a very good amount of crosses per match. 16 crosses Th- per match. This season. Yeah, but even... So we're it's doing still that with a fucking 5'7 yes. it's mm, still It's still not good, you know? 16 crosses a match. How is that? Oh, 90. How many crosses is that? Per minute kind of thing. Um, <laughs> okay, calculator. Three per third. No. Three per third. No. <laughs> Every 17 minutes, <coughs> we're getting across. I mean, yeah, but you're talking about Charlotte, who's averaging. That doesn't sound right. 17 <laughs> times 16 <laughs> is no, a lot sorry, more than 90. You, you've got. 90 divided 16. Charlotte, who's averaging 24. 5.6. That makes sense. Every 5.6. 5.6 minutes. Every five and a half minutes, we're getting across. Okay, and then... No, like because we don't have the ball for 10 minutes, so then... Yeah. What a... You have Charlotte, who's averaging 24 <coughs> per match. Vancouver, who's adger- averaging 20 per match. San Jose, who's averaging 20 per match. Philadelphia, who's averaging 26 per match. Philadelphia's much better team. DC United, who is averaging 20 per match. Better team. I'm talking DC about 20 United. crosses. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Cross yeah. Just balls being put into the box. Houston who is averaging 20, Salt Lake, who are, are averaging 21. So, I mean, these are not great teams, man. So, it's yet another stat that we're technically below average on. or I don't even know how many teams that was, but if those are the only ones that are above us. No, we're 23rd. Right. <coughs> I mean, okay, but 16 chances. Let's say ooh, let's say a quarter of those are good quality chances so that happen to go four to Four of them. So... How many of those, if he has the chance to finish it, he should be putting away at least one. If you're a good striker, 25%, or put a, put two on frame. But he doesn't. You'd, ex- you'd expect him to put two on frame and to score one. May- maybe score one. Played one game this season. Two. I'd expect him to put one on frame out of four chances. Uh, I mean, that's not great. If you're expecting a striker to put one on frame, that's... That's a problem. There's, there's no vendetta against him either. Like, we all want him to succeed. It's just so he if doesn't. You're, if you're using that stat and he gets four good chances, he scores one a game, he's going to score 34 goals? Um, we're saying one on frame. It could just be straight at the keeper. But <laughs> he struggles to do that. I mean, well, the playoff game last year, he had a really good opportunity, right? That he just skied. Yeah, against Montreal. Yeah, that was just a, him dribbling in. I'm uh, pretty sure couldn't he have passed it across to somebody? Yeah, wasn't it Ruan? Uh, oh, maybe. That. <laughs> yeah, and he skied it like Mateo did against Liverpool on Tuesday. It was the same thing, but <laughs> like decision making wise too, I'd horrific in the bin. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I definitely understand where you guys are you're coming from. But for me, we don't have a single number nine on our team that's performing right now. You can say Duncan. He's not had enough minutes to say that he's performing. Well, so if he gets a consistent string of games, maybe you can finally find a consistent form. But with us changing our starting 11 every two seconds, ooh, two seconds, he can't. you can't find form. If you're being rotated in and out every single match. I've noticed that a lot under Oscar, too. We barely have the same lineup every week. Mm-hmm. And the good teams in this league have consistent, consistent starting runs 11s. of game with the same 11 so they can 
feel each other and like figure a way to play with each other on the field. Then <laughs> y'all are fucked. That's rude. <laughs> it's the truth. Then all right, so you're saying we're changing our lineup every two seconds. Every we don't have the same lineup ever back to back games. What? Yeah. And what? What? Your hand like you're in <laughs> fucking class. What does Oscar say all the time? Oh, we gotta rotate. Keep we gotta keep up. fucking that too. The lads gave it their all. <coughs> we gotta keep rotating and all this fucking bullshit. We rotate way too fucking much. So if you rotate and you don't have consistent starting 11s, then the argument of oh the boys just need a gel, just we we need a little bit more time. They need a gel. We That's can't. never gonna happen if we don't have a consistent starting 11 either. Promise you, there's probably not a four-game stretch under his whole manager. Probably not a three-game stretch. Maybe two. Exactly, bro. Like so. That's that's another. Look at Philadelphia. There's probably at least twenty-five, twenty-six games where they have the same exact eleven. Oh, not not in a row. No, but yeah, about to say. But like out of thirty-four games, there's as long as they're healthy. Yeah. Yep. Barring injuries and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And we've been pretty healthy. Yeah. Except for a few injuries here. Knock on wood. Hear me out. <coughs> We're playing a four, one, three, two. <laughs> That's what you were figuring out earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the fucking fingers going. <laughs> I thought he was doing math or something. No, but say we got Petrasso, Janssen, Carlos. Uh, holiday, yeah. and we got Araujo playing the single number six, <coughs> CDM by himself. Attacking wise, this is how we attack. Uh, then we got Ojeda on the left. Yeah, Mauricio at ten, uh, Facundo, and then we got Enrique playing as like a false nine next to Mo, kinda <coughs> a little bit in front of he him. Just drops in a tiny. And then Duncan up yeah. top. And then when we drop back and defend, Mauricio can drop back, like, alongside uh, Araujo. And uh, Enrique can drop back a little bit and play as, like, a release outlet. You know. And when, when like, Enrique drops into the midfield, then Facundo can have way more space to, like, cut in. You know, that might be... A little, little too smart for Oscar. What did you say that formation was? Four one three two. No, oh. you said a four one three one. No, that, 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 that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I could have sworn that's what he said. Yeah, no, I mean it's not bad. I kind of want to see that four three three holding. You know, with one defensive midfielder, two eights, rather than having a ten playing with either Mo or Felipe there, allowing the, and Felipe or Nah Dagger Dan, honestly. I feel like he deserves to get into the lineup, allow them to both push up a little bit further. Our both of our fullbacks are not the type of players to get forward, so allow them to play inverted to join the midfield with, you know, Caesar and um, set that high that line higher. You know what I mean? Step on teams' throats higher than just the fucking back line being at the midway line. Um, uh, we could do that for like the first ten minutes of a game, but then you just they sit off. We That's could, how it goes. We could just do that for a full ninety. How about that? Wow. <laughs> crazy, crazy to think about <coughs> that, really. 
But then, you know, with having your midfielders push forward like that, you do need your wingers to stay wide. So that has to be something that's, like, drilled to them. I mean, it's like I said in the in the Discord. Make them stay high wide and get them the ball with, their fa- with them facing the goal. Both Ojeda and Facundo can make people miss. Yeah, Ojeda may not be the fastest person in the world, but that guy's got crazy intelligence. He's got good positioning. He knows how to move the ball around to manipulate mm-hmm. people. He can win one-on-ones. We know Facundo can do it. So get them the ball facing forward. Have overlapping runs to further isolate that. And there we go. It's it's not hard. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's, uh, sitting there listening to that makes me think. Like, I, I want to know, other than what Oscar has done for us. Like, we made the playoffs and we won the Open Cup. Other than those two things tactically on the field substitutions how we play blah 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 what do you see that like you like about Oscar because on the the players on the pitch and what we see from the sidelines when we're making subs who's coming on when in different scenarios there's not a lot of good that you see so in that from that perspective like what do people like Uh. I've liked what he's done to our academy He's he's built a foundation here. I do have to say that, and I and credits mm. do credits do where credits do. Our academy. In the, I'm saying I'm saying on the pitch, first well, team on the pitch I'm during games. Just trying to find something I like about the guy. So let yeah, me have this. I one. know <laughs> he does not like anything about him on the pitch. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I don't think anyone does. I think it's how he steadied the ship here. The good times that he's brought here, people hold on to those men those memories, and I mean. Yeah, the academy is not only on him, but he put people in those positions. He's entrusted them to develop players, and we've seen that work out well for us. So So when's the next part of that project start? Like, when do those uh, academy academy players start? Break into the starting. We're seeing that with Holiday. Alex Freeman, Thomas Williams, Jordan Bender at one point. Fabio and Loyola signed a first-team contract. Wilfredo yeah, Rivera. Holiday is the only one that's like. It takes time. Yeah, you're not gonna come in it's right away. It's not like you know. You think about it like in your in Europe and stuff like that, where kids will get signed to a first team contract, but then go on multiple loan spells before they even come into the first team back at their own club. We, we don't know s- that well. It's Chelsea. We don't s- we don't send people out on loan spells. We just keep them internally and they play OCB until they're ready to transition mm-hmm. and then they sit the bench. But I feel like. Especially this season, like in MLS, I feel like there's a lot of academy players from like other people's academies that have been breaking out a, a lot more and at a lot higher rate. That could just be a result of them actually being ready versus some of our guys may not be ready to take on an MLS side yet. So speaking on the loan spells and stuff like that, do you think that's something we as a club should start looking into more? start allowing people like Thomas Williams like Loyola like people like that that we want to be key parts of our team growing forward moving forward loaning them out to USL sides and stuff like that letting them get minutes I'd say yeah to to go against better opposition to see talent closer to an MLS side rather than a a B squad that you know kids your same age I want to see how they fare against you know talented in their prime kind of Hold on, <laughs> fucking hell. So, would you say yeah. to to loan them out to lower tier United States sides or send them overseas? 
you'd like to see overseas because you yeah. feel like that's probably probably higher competition no matter where you go than the USL. But then it, I feel like we could part if we could partner with a smaller European side and kind of have loan spells either Peter way. Peter program we type did. of thing. Yeah. With, uh, who was it? It was Southampton or Sunderland or some shit. It was one. Yeah. Interesting. There's no way it was Sunderland. I think th- it, it was someone red and white stripes. That would have been well, fucking class. Like but then we like parted ways with them even after. Even if it was like a, a second tier French side, cool. Go send them over there. We saw Gio Akini come over here from a second tier French side, and now he's killing it in St. Louis. So it's definitely a higher level. But if we could send those kids over there to get good experience there, and they could come back, or we get someone on a loan spell from that French side, boom. That, that would help us a decent amount. Or even a South American team. Probably more likely, to be honest. Yeah, it's just something I thought about when we were just talking about that, how you see like other clubs do that, and it gives them a good development, you know, something for them to stand on. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen that with um, Saliba at Arsenal. We saw it with Emil Smith-Rowe at Arsenal. Multiple loan spells, people calling for them to come into the team, and finally they break into the team and they're doing well. They're ready for that level. They step in immediately and make impacts. So <coughs> Probably going to see with Balogun next. Yes, sir. If we can uh, nail down another contract, I know he's been itching to play for us for a long time, but it's he wasn't ready, you know. He's also itching to play for the U.S. Uh, yeah, I think the oh, U.S. Okay. is, like, over Arsenal in his priority. <laughs> definitely, I definitely don't think that's the case, but I, I definitely think getting <coughs> international football minutes is important to him. Yep. You saw what Southgate said about him not making the squad when he didn't, talking about how... Um, if Ollie Watkins doesn't make the squad, how is how are you expecting uh, Balogun to make the squad? Southgate's just a fucking prick. He can continue with to like say shit like that. The fact that he called out Marcus Rashford not being available is just like an asshole thing to do, considering he played the Euros while injured, got subbed on for like three minutes and took penalties. Like, have some fucking class. It's the not so bold Greg Berhalter right there. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you guys want to talk about? I've been out of shit to talk about for how when we started this. Well, I have a question that does not pertain to Orlando City in any way possible. Go ahead. Run it. It's pizza breakfast food. Mm. It's pizza. Yeah. We were having this discussion last night. All right. Are you defining pizza as... With tomato sauce or without tomato sauce? Like, or it could just be just the crust. It doesn't have to be tomato sauce because you can have, uh, what is it, a white? Barbe- you could have barbecue. Yeah, yeah that's white a sauce fucking based breakfast pizza. food for sure. So, that, yeah, you're, <laughs> so you're just considering the shape and the, like, the crust we ain't making it is what makes it a pizza. Mm, well, can we just yeah. say, like, leftover pizza from the night before? Fair, yeah. That's not a breakfast food. Why? You can eat it for breakfast, but it's not a breakfast food. Yeah, what if you maybe if sausage and egg on it? No. Sausage and egg are necessary. Sausage and egg on like what? A pepperoni pizza? Take the pepperoni off. You're talking about <laughs> throwing <laughs> egg on a pepperoni pizza? I mean, if you think about, about it, it, so it's tomatoes, tomato sauce, cheese, bacon, and eggs, right? On bread. Just replace the like the red sauce, right, with a nice hollandaise sauce, right? A nice, huh? Hollandaise. 
What's that? It broke. It's, I don't know it's about this that type of sauce. I don't. It's holiday. fuck with it, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, good for you people. Put some hollandaise sauce where the red sauce would be. Put some eggs, some spinach, maybe. That's a it's breakfast like a pizza. pizza. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a breakfast pizza. Egg yolk based sauce. I'm about to make that shit. But <laughs> uh, yeah, cold leftover pizza. Not a breakfast food. If you make breakfast style pizza with like the eggs and stuff like that, then yes, that's a breakfast food. But, but what if you were inebriated the night before and you wake up and you want, or like you still have leftover pizza from that night? Nobody's saying you can't eat the pizza for breakfast because I do that as well, but it is not a breakfast food. You could eat fried chicken for breakfast. Is that a breakfast food? Sometimes. If, if you, you put it with waffles. If you consistently do it, does it become a breakfast food for you? It has to be then. Well, hold up. When is your morning that uh, describes it breakfast? It, it could be 6.30 a.m. It could be 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, if it's a 4 p.m. breakfast pizza left over from the night before, sure, why not? It's already dinner time, but you you're eating breakfast. But you wake up, so it's <laughs> breakfast, right? Exactly. Do you describe breakfast as certain hours in the morning or from when you wake up? Yeah, stop strictly at 10.30. Only according to Chick-fil-A. 11 o'clock, because McDonald's breakfast stops uh, at 11. Uh. Chick-fil-A over McDonald's, so 10.30 it is. But it's, so it's McDonald's not just, what has if more variety. What if you work an overnight shift? And yeah. then so you wake up at like 6 p.m. So that's when you have breakfast for dinner. So then it would be a breakfast food, because you can order pizza. No, that's but just when you eating. Wake up. You're not ordering pizza at four o'clock in the mo- five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, I'm saying if you work an overnight shift, right? And then so, so you get so off at seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but then you sleep. Let's say you sleep until six p.m. And right when you wake up, you're ordering pizza, and that's when you wake up. So technically, it's your morning. So then, would it be considered? Would that be considered breakfast or no? Because that's also the same time that people eat dinner. I wouldn't imagine somebody <laughs> o- working an overnight <laughs> shift ordering pizza. Why not? <laughs> you know what? If, if they were open the early in the morning, I'd the fucking do fucking it. Eight hours. If pizza places were open early in the morning, I'd order pizza for breakfast. No shot. I yes. I, I'm talking for myself. No shot. So we, we haven't discussed the overnight shift, wake up at 6 p.m., order pizza. Is that breakfast or is that dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're eating a dinner food for breakfast, so it doesn't make the pizza a breakfast food. But what if <laughs> no. <laughs> What if that's consistently your routine? He does that. Uh, he or she does that <laughs> two to three times a week. Great. Then that could be considered a breakfast food. No, food. it's still a dinner food that you're <laughs> eating for breakfast. Negative. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> this is because he pro- probably on the way home from his or her shift, they probably get breakfast before they Wouldn't go. Wouldn't that sleep. be dinner though? Because it's right <laughs> before they <laughs> no, go to sleep. <laughs> Anyway, so change this around a little bit. So now you're talking about chicken wings. Somebody wakes up at 6 o'clock, and now they want to eat chicken wings. And now chicken wings are breakfast food? Yeah. I- if you want, why not? No. It's what not should classify food, as breakfast food. is what you eat when you wake up. Breakfast is what you eat when you wake up. Breakfast so food. So it could be the pizza after the Breakfast food is a category of food that is typically served for breakfast. 
So if you, you do it two to three times a week, you typically serve <laughs> yourself pizza for breakfast. So, but are you everybody else in a general consensus no, of society? I am the person that I am describing that works the hard overnight shift and they wake <laughs> up at 6 p.m. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Bob from UPS. Uh, there you go. Bob. Bob's probably probably not considering pizza at 6 o'clock when Says he gets who? up to go into work. <laughs> Says anybody that's actually worked an overnight shift. Me? Yeah. Um, were you eating pizza right before you went in? <laughs> I should have. Uh, I should have. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So then if you get home from your overnight shift and let's say – the Bundesliga is just restarting after the COVID pandemic hit, uh-huh. and you come home and you have a beer to celebrate mm-hmm. right out when you get off at 8 a.m. Is that considered a dinner drink or a breakfast beer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this 40 minutes of <laughs> waffle. <laughs> Um, sorry again that it was this, but uh, get mad at the club to give them, tell them to give us something to talk about. That's not being mad. It's a perfect time to sack Poppy. Then we have something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Good, good content. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what breakfast food is in the comments. Yeah, drop your favorite breakfast item. Yeah, go ahead and it's tell them how they're. Go ahead and tell them how, yes, you can eat pizza for breakfast, but it doesn't make it a, a breakfast food. You want to know what my favorite breakfast food is? Go ahead. Pizza. Yeah. yeah. It's not. You want to know what I ate for breakfast today? Not pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. What time was this at? Oh. 10.30. Mm. <laughs> uh, I feel like it was later <laughs> than 10.30. Nah, I woke up Bro, early today. It was about today. like 10.37 or some yeah, shit. No, yeah. I swear. It's 10.32. Right, I woke up at 9 o'clock I'll go today. check your fucking oven stats. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. You do that. Chick-fil-A Wait, how'd you cook the pizza? In the oven. No, you got to get a pan with water in it, cover it up five minutes. Perfect. I'm telling you right this now. This is too much work. All right, so you heated up the pizza is what you're saying. Yes. Then it's not cold pizza, which makes it not a breakfast food. You motherfucker. But why? What <laughs> constitutes? <laughs> yeah. What constitutes breakfast pizza versus not? The... Not so if, if I have a plain bit or not a plain if I have a bagel that's not toasted mm-hmm. and a bagel that's toasted that's is a point. toasted one a, a lunch item? No, because a bagel is considered a breakfast food to begin with. Could it be brunch? Brunch point. brunch is basically breakfast, yeah. So, but no, it is not considered a brunch food because brunch food that's when you start bringing in your fried chicken and stuff like that. No, because you could definitely order. You uh, can do chicken, chicken and waffles. I hop at like eight a.m. That you could, but it's more predominantly a brunch food. So there is part of it that is just breakfast food. Well, because breakfast is partial, brunch is partially breakfast. This is going too far. Yeah, <laughs> if <laughs> you're a restaurant, start serving pizza for breakfast. If you oh, enjoy if the to this. ten minute rant of breakfast pizza, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you hit that thumbs up Good for you. Hit that notification bell for the next waffle video that we put out there. Just bullshit. That's a breakfast food. Yes, it is. Yeah. We could have that discussion. Waffles. Pancakes, <laughs> French toast, waffles. <laughs> I'm sorry, French toast is just the last. Um, it's terrible. Like, I got to throw it in the conversation. It's got to be a three horse race. Pancakes are last. Uh, all right. End it there. Waffles no are way. number one. It's it holds a sauce. 
sort of pancake. It's so thin. Nope, it fucking flops off. <laughs> and you rub it around in the sauce. The sauce? The syrup? syrup. Is syrup a sauce? Or is it a dr- Ooh, syrup a sauce <laughs> or a dr- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tell Question. us in the comments. <laughs> is Forever's barbecue sauce a sauce or a drink? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make sure you hit that like button. Hit the subscribe. <coughs> Make sure you turn on a notification bell. Um, if you like listening to us and seeing all this shit, then you should check out our Twitter at OCFanTV22, our Instagram at OCFanTV, our TikTok at OCFanTV. And if you're watching us, you found us on YouTube. If you're listening to us, then you already found us on whatever the hell that is that you found us on. Um, fuck you, Jason Christ, murder mystery guy. Damn right. Um, fuck you, Poppy out. Uh-huh.